Hello, friends. Welcome to the Second Phase Podcast. I'm Robin Graham, your host, and a brand marketing strategist and photographer passionate about helping women connect and grow their audience and get more clients. I am so excited you are here with me today to chat all about branding, personal development, and life overall in this second phase. What is the second phase? The second phase for me was a change in careers and learning how to navigate a new world and build the business from the ground up when I was actually terrified to put myself out into the world as something new. For some, the second phase is a significant lifestyle change, a traumatic loss, a move, an illness. It could be any number of things. No matter the definition of your second phase, we are here together to learn about creating a brand that stands out and makes an impact and grow as our authentic selves and follow our callings, our passions, our visions, and our values. Now grab your cup of coffee or the dog's leash and let's dive into a new episode. Hello to everyone. Thank you for being here. We're going to jump in. Yesterday, we talked all about niching down so that we can identify our ideal audience. I do want to say a couple of things about that really quickly, and that is that it's not always necessary to niche all the way down in order to identify your ideal audience. And sometimes, even if you have niched down, you may have to do some experimenting to to identify your ideal audience. And your ideal audience may shift over time. Um, It could be that your ideal audience starts out as only women, but then you transition to also working with men because you know that you can provide value to them or for them and help solve their problems as well as um, solve the problems as that um, females have too. So I just wanted to point that out, that it's not always cut and dry, but it is extremely important to have a really good idea, at least if not a perfect idea of who that ideal audience is so that when you're creating content, you are reaching your ideal audience. All right, so let's talk about engagement and how we can achieve engagement in a way that's going to ultimately convert to clients and help us become profitable businesses. So as we talk about creating that content to reach our ideal audience, what are some of the things we can do? First and foremost, we need to discover where our ideal audience is hanging out, right? If we're putting out content, but we're not putting out content where our ideal audience is hanging out, they're not going to see our content, right? So, and if we are putting out content, but we're not 100% sure yet where they are hanging out, how are we going to know whether or not they're finding our content? And how can we make sure that our content is in front of them? so that they will engage with our content. So a few things, and I do have my notes today. So first things first, I'm going to start with hashtags. Now I am not a hashtag strategist, but what I can tell you is that if you know who your ideal audience is, you can check out what hashtags they're following and follow those hashtags too. And as you follow those hashtags and as you start using those hashtags, you can start engaging with those hashtags and the people that are using those hashtags. So let's say, for example, we're um, we're a business coach and we're going to use the hashtag business coach. Now, we may only see posts that business coaches are putting out there, right? Now, we can comment on those posts that other business coaches are putting out there because what's going to happen if we do that? 
their ideal audience is going to see our comments and then they are going to see that we're also an expert and an authority. So whether they're working with that business coach who used those hashtags or not, they could potentially be looking for a new business coach or they could be looking for a coach that really is a better fit for them than the coach that they're already following. So don't discount following those people that are in the same niche or same area of expertise as you are. Because if it's kind of like stalking in a way, um, kind of like I do with my podcast guests, I, I stalk them for a while online. So I know everything about them that I can, so I can have intelligent conversations and ask them great questions um, during the interviews. But you want to take advantage of that because if check out your, your comp- competition, see what hashtags they're using, because If you have a similar ideal audience base, then if those hashtags are resonating with their audience, chances are they're going to resonate with your audience as well. So using hashtags and really um, tapping into them as a resource for growing your audience is huge and can be very powerful. More so on Twitter and Instagram, hashtags aren't... um, used as much or even at all on Facebook, but on Instagram and Twitter, great places, as well as LinkedIn. LinkedIn is also searchable by hashtags. So if you are posting on LinkedIn, make sure you use those three hashtags. There's some discrepancy. You will see some people on LinkedIn using more hashtags, but if you, most people are using three, there's something with the LinkedIn algorithm where they like three hashtags. They don't like hashtag stuffing. Okay. So now the flip side of that with the hashtags. So like on Instagram, you can follow hashtags. So you could go on and follow the hashtag business coach and you can see who is posting using that because sometimes people use those as a way of finding something, right? So maybe someone's trying to find a business coach. So then they're going to use that hashtag find a business coach. So use those hashtags that you think your ideal audience might be using to try to find you, try to find someone with your expertise. Okay, that's about the extent of my knowledge with hashtags, but um, I think it's maybe next week, Sandy DeMarco is going to come in and do a live training on hashtag use. And that's going to be amazing. Um, You actually have 30 hashtags that you can use on Instagram. And I encourage you to, and Sandy will dive more deeply into this, but I encourage you to create your own hashtag strategy where you have 10 hashtags that are specific to your business, 10 hashtags that are more broad, but yet relate to the content that you're creating and putting out. And then 10 hashtags that are something in between where um, that will just help people find you and they're geo related, business related, you know, just different types of hashtags that you can float in and out of your post, but have a list of hashtags so that every single time you're posting, you're cross posting those hashtags so that people can find you better And you can then also find your ideal audience better. Okay, so that was tip number one. Um, Number two, a call to action. In order to stimulate engagement, you have to have a call to action in every single post you put out. 
sometimes I'm not great about that. Sometimes I forget if I'm just going really quickly and, you know, just putting stuff out real quick for inspiration, not necessarily um, for a call to action. But I can tell you that when I put a call to action in my post, be it Facebook, LinkedIn, or um, Instagram, there, even in my email marketing, my email list, when I put a call to action, there's much more engagement and that helps propel my business forward, right? Every single time. Because what happens? Why do we care about engagement? Why do we want engagement? Because we need to build relationships. And the only way we're going to be able to build relationships if we is if we build connection. And engagement is the key to building that connection, which is going to convert to relationships, which will then convert to the no love and trust factor so that people will, what? Purchase from us. All right, drop a five in the comments if you are ready to start using calls to action to grow your engagement. Also, I want to know from the audience, I or whoever's listening uh, and watching, I want to know who of you struggle with building the re- those relationships on not online and struggle with creating those calls to action so that you can build that engagement and start growing those relationships. If you struggle with building relationships online, creating calls to action, put a one in the comments. I just want to get kind of an idea, a feel for where people are at who are, who are watching, because I think that you know, I see some fives. Trish says, Robin encouraged me to do hashtags with my soaps. I sold lots of Lego soaps because of it. Yes, Trish, I remember that phone conversation. Yeah, so I see lots of fives. I see a one. This is great. I'm glad you guys are engaging. So that means you're paying attention too. Um, okay, so back to calls to action. This is one of the key ways you're going to start building relationships because you can tell your audience something about you, but when you say to them and you or ask them questions, that's going to show that you care about them too. You care about what their response is going to be. And a call to action can be something so simple. Like if you're doing a post on, like for me, for me, let's just use this as an example. So outside of my coaching business, um, I'm a photographer, a headshot and branding photographer. So if I put that hat on and I'm doing a post and say I post one of my clients' beautiful headshots and I ask my audience to strike a conversation, I say, when is the last time you had a professional headshot? They're going to know that, number one, I want to connect with them and engage with them. And number two, I care about whether or not they've had a professional headshot. The more that I get that engagement from calls to action, the more that the algorithms are going to see that people are reacting to my content. So it's kind of a double-edged sword, right? We're doing great things because we are connecting with our audience to build relationships, but we're also kind of manipulating or maneuvering around those algorithms that can either limit who sees our content or promote our content out for us. So the more engagement we have, the more opportunities we have for more people to see our content, And then the more opportunities we have to build relationships. So hashtags and then that call to action. You can use a call to action that says, and and let me tell you, on Instagram, it gets a little bit tricky because you can't put direct links in your post. You have to refer people up to your bio 
and then send them over to your website or your, you know, your lead magnet or whatever case may be, a, a podcast you're a guest on, whatever it may be, you have to put that link in your bio. So um, we can talk about that a little bit more later. But um, and if you guys have questions about that, you can always drop them in the comments. But what I want to say is, you know, put the link or suggest that they go to your website. Maybe you want them to read a blog post. So you can put the first, say, paragraph, just a quick intro of the blog post in your post and then say, read more, learn more by going over to the blog post. Now, I will tell you that Facebook, Instagram, they don't want people to leave their platform. They want people to stay there. And when people are in Instagram, they like to stay in Instagram. So it's kind of a catch-22 when you have those type of um, engagement or, or calls to action, right? Because people may not want to leave that platform. If you do it on Facebook, make sure that you put the link in the comments. Don't put it in the post. You probably have noticed that I do that a lot in the group because Facebook frowns upon us putting the links in a post because we're driving people off of our platform, off of their platform. So if you're going to do that, put the link in the comments so that people can just scroll down, click the link and head over to your website or wherever it is you want to go. Now, another way to get engagement in your Instagram stories and build relationships there, your calls to action can be if you're wanting to grow your email list, for example. And tomorrow we'll dive more into email marketing, but um, for today, we'll just talk about maybe growing that list. So if you have um, your Instagram stories, for example, you can do the question sticker and say, you know, do a quick post information about whatever your lead magnet is or whatever information it is, maybe a product or something, and then ask the question, would you like the link or would you like for me to send you the link or would you like more product information and then have them answer in the, the comment or the question sticker and then you can send it to them directly in their DMs so they never really have to leave the platform until they're ready to leave the platform. They may go off of the platform and come back in, get your message and then they're ready to go um, over to their to whatever link you're sending them to after they've already done all their business that they wanted to do on that platform. So those are a few ways that you can grow engagement. So as you grow engagement, your community is going to grow. And we talked a little bit about that yesterday, but we we have to build community. And how do we do that? We start small, we start local, and we expand out. So whether you are a storefront business, whether you are an online business, maybe you are an MLM or you're somewhere in the middle, um, maybe you have um, a product, but you sell it, you create it and sell it out of your home. Um, it doesn't matter. You still need to build your community because you have to build the no love and trust factor. And I know I sound like I'm beating a dead horse because I say those that term all the time. But without trust, people don't buy from us. Trust totally determines buying practices. And so how do we build that trust? We build that through building relationships and community. So the bigger our community is, obviously, the higher percent chance we have to convert people to clients. 
for a profitable business. So as you as you start using those hashtags, as you use geotags on your post, which I encourage you to do because that's how people will find you who are local and they'll connect with you. Um, so whether you're online or not, start local. Build, build your community from the ground up. Expand outward as you go. So again, ways to build that community. You follow those hashtags for your or find those local businesses and start engaging with them. People don't just come to you without knowing you're there. Sometimes you get lucky and they do. But 99% of the time, you have to take action and put yourself out there first. Who is like me? I am an introvert. Put a two in the comments if you're an introvert. I'm really curious to see how many more people are like me. I'm a total introvert. So putting myself out there is not easy. And yesterday we talked a little bit about how when I do the three questions, um, when you join the group and the first question is the one of the big, you know, what are, what is the biggest challenge you have related to building your personal brand or your brand and business? And so many people say fear. And that fear holds us back. Sometimes it causes procrastination. So we just don't post because why would we post? We're afraid. And when we're afraid, we have self-doubt. And so there's all these things that, all these thoughts, right, that flood into our minds and prevent us from putting ourselves out there. But what you have to do is remember that you have the key to solving a problem for your audience. And if you aren't putting yourself out there and engaging, then you're holding that solution back and you're doing a disservice to your audience. So just try to rephrase that thinking in your mind that I'm afraid to put myself out there or nobody's going to want to talk to me. Nobody's going to want my information to I hold the key to the solution that someone needs. So I'm going to make sure that people can find it find me and find that solution. At the end of the day, everybody wants to be the hero of their own journey. So if you have information that can help someone do that, you are literally doing them a disservice if you're not sharing that. So take a step forward. Now, what I'm going to say is engage in other people's on other people's content. So comment. Don't just, you know, like it and then put an emoji Use words, use a com- use a comment that's going to connect. The more you comment and people respond to your comments, you know, you can ask a question, you can state an opinion. As long as you do it respectfully and kindly, it's okay. But make sure that when you see something that resonates with you, you acknowledge it because that's going to help you build relationships, not only with the person that put the post up in the first place, but then they're followers too. So it's another way, another opportunity to grow your engagement, to grow your audience um, and build those additional connections. Okay, so that's talking. Oh, here, the other thing I wanted to say about community, Facebook groups, a great way to build community. I have met so many amazing people so both on both Instagram and Facebook. I have got some really, really amazing friends now, like good lifelong friends that I have met through Instagram, just simply from commenting. I can tell you one of my best social media friends, we actually met um, through, I commented, I don't know if you guys know who Jasmine Starr is, but she's a big influencer. She started as a wedding photographer and now she's like an online business coach as well. Um, she teaches on Instagram, um, 
I think primarily Instagram. Um, she and her husband have just taken this business and it's soared. But anyway, she's, she's relatable. She's nice, whatever. And she's beautiful. Of course, she's like the full package and she's making a ton of money online. So she really resonates with people and people follow her a lot. Well, anyway, I commented on one of her posts and this was a couple of years ago and Allison saw me comment, saw my comment and commented. And that is how we connected initially. And then we started engaging on each other's posts. Then we got into like a mini mastermind type group on Instagram where we uh, answered questions for each other, supported each other, commented on each other's posts, and just really built this strong friendship. So I want to use that as an example because it is so possible to build key relationships to to help you convert your business into a profitable business just by being social, by engaging on social media. And when you're creating content and wanting to stimulate engagement, it just needs to be to educate inspire or entertain. I guarantee you that every single one of you have something that you can tell your audience that will educate them. You can easily find a quote online to inspire them, even if it's not your own quote. And I'm sure you have daily stories that you can entertain them with, right? So like for me, for example, yesterday I went live and I went live first on my personal page instead of going live in the group totally messed up, right? But that's something funny that I can put on my stories and it'll resonate with people because people will be like, oh my gosh, I did that one time and it was so embarrassing. Of course it's embarrassing, but you can flip that around as being funny, right? And then start engagement that way. We all have those stories. So back to Facebook groups, I want to talk a little bit about growing your community through Facebook groups There are so many incredible people and there are so many groups out there that you can, that offer promo days. I mean, just like this group, you know, when I, when I put the post up and say it's promo day, you know, promote your business, promote your event coming up, whatever the case may be, other groups out there have that too, but it's a great way to drive traffic to your site, to create a lead magnet and then get people on your email list. There, there are so many ways that you can build relationships through Facebook group and build, grow your community through Facebook groups. So I encourage you to do that um, because a lot of times, um, you know, if you don't have a Facebook group, no big deal. You probably have a business page so you can direct people to that or direct people to your website. Um, again, it, it's a catch 22 because, you know, Facebook doesn't want you to go off of the, the platform. However, in these groups, when people are promoting, they're always putting their website address and people are clicking on them. You can tell on the back end of your website, you know, where the traffic's coming from. And I can tell people are clicking on those links and heading over to my website to learn more. So it's a great way to build your community and then convert that community to paying clients. Okay, collaboration is another way to grow engagement. As you start building those relationships, collaborate. Because when you collaborate and you share your expertise with another person who's an expert, maybe in the same area, maybe in another area, but you combine your efforts to help educate, entertain, inspire other people, maybe it's through a workshop. Maybe it's like I do in the group where I have other people I know who are experts in other areas come in and teach teach you guys something. You can collaborate in many different ways, but collaboration, it shows number one, that you respect others, that you're kind, that you're open-minded to 
to learn and to support other entrepreneurs. And they're in turn going to support you. And you can also create referral sources. So maybe you have a product or service that is worth, you know, $500. And every time someone refers that someone to you, you give them a little piece of that profit. So maybe it's 5%, maybe it's 10%, 15%. That would be totally at your discretion. But it's another way that you can collaborate. People drive traffic to your business and you can drive traffic back to their business. Collaboration is another great way to build community and relationships, which then convert to profit. And the one thing that I want to really specify here, though, and it's really important to realize that because we live in a virtual world, everything's digital, everything's online. We see so much more now today than we've ever seen before. It's very easy to see other people in your area of expertise or your niche doing things and then comparing yourself to them and thinking, I'm not good enough. I can't do what they're doing or, oh, they beat me to it. They've already got their audience and I'll never get those people to my, to be my audience or competition, you know, where you're, you start putting yourself, you know, there's almost like a a wedge between the two of you because you do the same thing. That is not effective at all, because let me assure you, there is enough business to go around. And when you start to see that, instead of letting comparison come in or letting competition come in, rephrase that and really think about what they're offering and who they're speaking to compared to what you're offering and what you're speaking to. Because I guarantee you that where you've niched down and where you've defined your ideal audience is going to be different than them. So what you can do when that happens, when you start seeing those people in the same space as you, really evaluate um, what they're doing and learn from them. But whatever you do, do not copy them. Nobody likes a me too business. Don't copy what they're doing because you think that what they're doing is working. It might be working for them, but that doesn't mean it's going to work for you because nobody likes a me too business. So um, I just wanted to to put that out there. And, you know, real quick, too, because I know we're we're coming up on time here. But real quick, I wanted to say that um, as you use hashtags, too, that's another great way to we talked about differentiating yourself um, yesterday. But that's another great way to um, not only differentiate yourself, but as you're thinking of those ways so that you're not, um, competing against someone else, as you see people online, you can take in and consume their content. Do not copy it. Don't try to mimic it. But what you can do is learn from them and see what's working because then you can adapt that to your own business. Don't just take their content. Don't just copy their content learn from it, and then apply it in your business and see how you can use it to launch yourself forward. But don't use it as a way of coming up with ideas that you're going to copy. Be creative and let your creative juices um, really flow into, you know, whatever it is that you saw so that it only targets your ideal audience. Um, And it all comes then full circle to building those relationships. Okay, so yesterday, I wait. Does anybody have any questions on any of that before <laughs> hashtag real life? Yeah, hashtag real life. <laughs> it's life with a puppy. Um, 
make sure there's no questions before. Okay, sorry guys, it's it's different with Zoom because I have to then look down, you know, on my phone um, to see if there's questions or anything. Okay, um, I don't see any questions yet. So yesterday I introduced my coaching program, and I just wanted to come back to that because when I when I did that yesterday, um, I just wanted to share with you today that I where I'm coming from and why I designed this coaching program. So 10 years ago, I just had the 10 year anniversary of my business. And 10 years ago, when I started my entrepreneurial journey, I was completely clueless. I, I really didn't know where to begin. And I just want to share with you that it took me eight years to get to the six figure mark. Eight years. I worked in this business for eight years. And some of those years I made next to nothing because I wasn't doing things the right way. What I did was I threw myself out there and I tried to do what everybody else was doing. I did all of those free workshops. I did like this one. I did all of the, I read all of the things. I downloaded all of the eBooks. I did all of the things, right? But I didn't have a sense of direction for me and for my business. I was taking what other people were doing and trying to apply it and it didn't work. It just honestly didn't work. And that's why it took me so long until I came to the realization that I really had to go back to the basics and I had to set the foundation using all of the tools that I had learned, all of the information that I had learned, take all of the tools that I had had either purchased or created or, you know, were free to me online. And I literally had to start over from the ground up. Number one, I had to find a brand. I had to create a brand because what I had been doing was I had been marketing, but I wasn't marketing a brand. When you don't have a brand to market, you can't market. And so I had done this completely backwards. I didn't set myself up with that solid foundation. And so in the past three years, I have been on a mission to help people, help women build that foundation first. So once that foundation is solid, they can then continue to grow their business. And the, here's the, a perfect example. We had, I had a branding client that I worked with earlier this year with one in one week of work after working with me for several months, within one week of launching her, her brand, she had a high ticket client. So she's literally going to be able to go from working in corporate starting a side gig to becoming a full-on entrepreneur by the end of this year. And it's because she did it with the right the right way, starting and setting that foundation for a solid future. So in my coaching program, it, it is six months and it's six months because there is so incredibly much to learn. Like all these things we're talking about today, I'm hitting the surface. It's like the tip of the iceberg, but we go so deep into all of these things in the program. And it's, you know, hours upon hours of, of learning and, and doing and that accountability, that act, being held accountable for taking the action. So if fear has been holding you back, if self-doubt has been holding you back, if you've been stuck in that place of procrastination, you don't have to be there anymore. I will hold your hand and get you out of those places into that positive place where you can take complete, intentional, effective action going forward. So I just wanted to share that with you, that where I'm coming from is a place of, 
I did all the things wrong and it took me way too long to get to where I wanted to be, to be able to reach my goals in my business. So I just wanted you to know that, but that that's the place I'm coming from. And that's how I want to help you. I want to help you not have to wait so long to achieve success or to reach your goals and your dreams. Um, The other thing I wanted to say, If you are in the least bit interested in my coaching program, there is an application on my website at therobingraham.com forward slash brand and business coach. And if you were interested, put coaching in the comments. You can put coaching in the comments and I can send you a DM and we can start that conversation. There is an application to complete. So going over to the website and filling out the application does not mean you're automatically in the program. What that means is we'll see if we're a good fit to work together. So we'll actually have a conversation and we'll see if we are a good fit. It's kind of a free brand assessment, so to speak. So we'd actually get on the phone and we'd have a conversation or probably Zoom. Um, So you can send me a DM you can put coaching in the comments and no matter which route you take, um, we'll end up at the point of that application and having a conversation. And then we'll see if we're a right fit for each other. And if you're at the point where you're ready to take that intentional action and invest in your business and invest in the time that's necessary to grow a profitable business. So um, I'm going to see if anybody else has any questions. There's so many people on here. This is so great today. Um, So yeah, so with that, you guys, I think I'm going to leave you. We've been on 35 minutes and I I had promised that these um, workshops would last anywhere from 30 to 45 minutes. But I gave you a lot of information today on ways that you can kickstart your engagement, how you can show up, be present. Um, If you're interested in more details on the coaching program, simply let me know. You know how to find me. Um, You can DM me. You can put coaching in the comments and I'll reach out to you. Or you can go straight to the website and you can apply. There's no commitment whatsoever once you hit the apply. That's It's like setting up a free call with me. But again, there are five coupons for $500 off. So that will go away at the end of this week. So I just want to throw that out there. The coaching program is here to stay because I am so passionate about helping every woman that I can build that solid foundation for success instead of doing what I did and delaying success because they did everything helter skelter and become frustrated and overwhelmed and burnt out and then have to either throw in the towel or start completely over. So I'm here for you guys. I'm so grateful you were here today and I look forward to any comments, questions you have, drop them in the comments. I'll be checking in throughout the day. So you can leave everything there in the comments or um, you can send me an email, robin at therobingraham.com. You can um, drop in my DMs, whatever works for you, but have a super great day. And I'm so excited for tomorrow. Tomorrow is, well, really, um, dive into a lot of different things tomorrow. We're going to be talking about mindset. We're going to be talking about, um, you know, finding those platforms where your ideal audience is hanging out. Um, talk about email marketing and some strategies you can use there. Um, and really talking about those platforms that you own versus you don't own and could disappear at any given point in time, or you could lose all your content. So tomorrow's going to be going from stuck to unstoppable. 
Um, 2020 held a lot of people back. A lot of people felt stuck. A lot of people are having to reinvent themselves because of 2020. So um, we will be talking a lot about that tomorrow. So I'll see you then. Goodbye, everybody. Have a great day. And that's a wrap, friends. Thank you so much for listening today. I am grateful to have you here with me. If you enjoyed this episode and found the information helpful, will you please take a moment to subscribe and leave a rating and review? That would mean the world to me. It will also help others find the podcast. I really look forward to getting to know my listeners. Will you please connect with me on Instagram? You can find me at the Robin Graham. You can also find me on Facebook and LinkedIn as Robin Graham. And I invite you to join my private Facebook group, the Brand Marketing Insider. Please spread the word about the second phase podcast. Until next time, remember to smile.